Welcome to the Serie A Show. Hello, everybody. We are back. I know it's been a while, but we are back. Another episode of the City uh, Show. Chloe Nima, how are you two doing? Yeah, I'm good. Looking forward to getting started again. Yeah, the same same here. I'm really happy to be back. Uh, I think last time that we missed, it was my fault because uh, I was away at a wedding in in North Wales. So uh, any 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 anyone, all the hatred you can send my way this time. <laughs> Okay, well that's fair enough. I'll make sure everybody does that. So <laughs> it's been it, it's been a while, as you said, since we've done this, and quite a bit has changed. Um, obviously, with Juve having wrapped up the scudetto, the talking point now seems to be this just limp to the Champions League. Obviously, there's Roma, there's Milan, there's Atalanta, uh, somewhat Torino, and then we have the likes of Lazio um, behind them. So. Chloe, what have you been making of this? Because it feels like nobody just wants to wrap this up. Um, obviously, Atalanta right now, the favorites. But they have a very difficult trip uh, to Turin against Juve. So what are you what are you making of this? Um, I still think Atalanta are going to do it. Um, obviously, they're playing tonight in the Coppa Italia, so they may have a bit of uh, fatigue when they face Juventus. But, I mean, they've already proven this season that they can beat Juventus. Uh, they play in that Ajax style uh, with another team that have uh, put Juve to the sword and they, they don't seem to be able to cope with such uh, high tempo, high energy, pressing forward kind of teams. And, um, I, you know, I just I feel that Atalanta are, are the one side that have the belief that they can do it. And, and I, I think... You know, they may, they're only one point behind Inter in third. I think they may even end up with that third spot. Um, I think, I think Lazio are now mathematically out of it. uh, And I don't think Torino will do it. So I think, you know, maybe that fourth spot is between Inter, Roma, and Milan, then a sort of a three way, a three way duel to the finish. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, I I think that um, At- At- Atalanta uh, are definitely going to make it, uh, and I think Inter are going to make it as well. Um, but but having said that, I think it all kind of depends on how things go this weekend uh, when uh, Juventus uh, when when Atalanta travel to to play Juve, um, because obviously uh, you know Juventus have everything to, uh, you know, have nothing to play for and Atalanta have everything to play for. And also they have this Coppa Italia final tonight uh, that when we're recording this on, on a Wednesday. Um, so I, I think a lot hinges on that. I mean, if it's if it's one of those situations where Atalanta uh, wins the cup and they get, to, you know, it goes into extra time, I think they'll be really tired and I think they'll draw against Juventus. I don't think they'll lose. But I just don't think that uh, the Atalanta have the squad depth to beat Juve and to win the Coppa Italia tonight. I think they, they'd rather win the Coppa Italia. A title is huge for a club like like um like Atalanta. Obviously the Champions League would be would be a dream. I mean it would be it would be the biggest upset in, in Europe in European top football since Leicester won the Premier League. 
that a team that's been ransacked every season for the past three, four years finishes in the top four for the second time in three years. Uh, it, and and this this tiny little provincial side that that shouldn't even be in the shouldn't even be in the in the in the race for it does it again. But having said that, um, I, I think that uh, Inter will draw against Napoli. I think Juventus and Atalanta will draw, uh, and then and then you've got Roma, um, who I think will will probably go clean cleanly for their their remaining matches, uh, Parma and Sassuolo. Um, because I think when, when by the time they play Parma, Parma will also mathematically have, have avoided relegation. So I think I think Roma will go will, will go will take six points. Uh, I think Rome, Atalanta, and Inter will take four points. Which, if I'm not mistaken, that means that it's uh, Inter and Roma who make it. Yeah. So I wanted to obviously you Nima being an Inter supporter. Are, do you have any worry that that they could drop from third to fourth? I mean, not that it really matters, but. No, uh, I think at this point it doesn't matter at all uh, because if if I mean if if it was if if Spalletti was a little bit more certain to stay and Inter weren't so adamant on getting rid of him, I think it's uh, it would have been bigger for I think that it would have mattered more then. But now it doesn't really matter. It's all about the top four now. Inter have to make it into the top four. Anything else other than that is uh, is you know it doesn't really matter. But I but I but I do think that um, I, th- I think it will, Inter will finish third. Um, but but uh, it still doesn't matter. Not now it doesn't matter. It's a moot point with with uh, Conte coming in. So for Roma to make this happen, they they really need a lot to go their way. They need Atalanta to lose to Juve. Obviously, they have to take care of their own business. They have to beat um, Sassuolo. They have to beat Parma. And then they also need Milan to drop points um, between one uh, Frosinone who are already relegated, and Spal, who are very, very difficult away, or I'm sorry, who are very, very difficult at home, but they don't really have much to play for. So between, it, it does seem like obviously Inter having it wrapped up, and then you have Atalanta, Milan, Roma. So Chloe, are you are you still, even with all that in mind, even with Atalanta being in the Copa final, are you still giving them the nod? Yes. Yeah, I just, I, I think they've got so much momentum behind them and they, um, I know fatigue will, will probably come come into it at some point, but I do, I do think that they've, that they've got this kind of belief and, and I, I suppose I'm a bit swept along by that and I just, I, I just have this feeling that they're going to do it. Nima, who, who do you think does it? Yeah. No, I, I I was wrong before. Sorry, I I I, I misread the league t- league table. No, I actually think it's it's Inter and Atalanta who finishes third and fourth. Um, it doesn't really matter, but I think it's going to be Inter third and Atalanta fourth because, as as Chloe said, and as I said before, I don't think that Atalanta will lose against Juventus. I think even if they do, they still have an advantage um, uh, over Milan and Roma. Uh, so I think this is this is done. Uh, this is over. It's a foregone conclusion. Um, for me, it's. I would be. Inc- I mean, it would be a collapse of of like we haven't seen before if Atalanta were to lose lose three matches in a row. Now, um, there, there's nothing speaking to that. Um, so, for me, it's Inter and Atalanta, and that is that is truly amazing because it's the second time then in three seasons that Atalanta finish in the top four, which is truly amazing, and the Coppa Italia added to that. 
I mean, Gasperini really should be, and I mean, should be considered the Serie A coach of the year based on this alone, because, you know, we're talking about a tiny provincial club here. Um, it's 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 a town. I mean, I know Bergamo is recognized as a city, but it's basically a small small town, and and they've never been close to anything like this before in their history. So no, I, it, it's it's a fantastic accomplishment. Milan and Roma, to be honest. Given you know Milan, Milan should probably have done better, um, you know. But but Roma, the collapse at Roma, they, this is what they deserve. I mean, given everything that's happened. Yeah, I mean, really, they have their own fault. Had they beaten Genoa um, away from Rome, they obviously would be in a much stronger position. I, I think it was in March, I believe. I almost said in jest because of how shit Roma, Milan, Lazio. Everyone else has been. I almost, I, I, I said almost in jest, you know, just give it to Atalanta, and and here we are. Um, they're right there for it. They're, I think they're going to get it. I, I, I think it's very, very difficult for either Roma or Milan to overtake them, especially Roma because Milan have the tiebreaker over them in terms of head to head. So I, I think Roma, they really need a lot to fall their way, but. What do you two make of them should they ultimately get this done? What what do you think they could ultimately do in the Champions League? Because a lot of people, especially those who, who follow the city out very, very closely, they're going to look at this and say, well, my goodness, this is a waste of a spot. But listen, if your team has been I don't shit agree. throughout the season, it's not a waste of a spot. Yeah. So, no, it really isn't. And also, uh, Gasparini's Atalanta is not a one-hit wonder. It's not a one-season hit wonder at all. Because, as I said, I mean, they've, they've been in the top. They finished fourth two seasons ago. Uh, so this is just a repeat of what they've been doing for a long time. Atalanta are a top side in the Serie A. It's just that simple. Um, I think one a very good thing and a sign of health that uh, for, for if should they make it to the Champions League, it's it is that I think they don't they won't be forced to sell so many players. I think they actually can keep hang on to their players, and I think a lot of players would want to stay um, as well because um, you know sure you know they'd want to stay for one more season to to go on this Champions League adventure, um, which which I think uh, they they you know once there. Obviously, they'll be in the fourth seed, you know, group, uh, the, the fourth pot, uh, seeding pot, uh, you know, the, 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 for the for the weakest teams. But Atalanta can beat anyone at home. Uh, we've seen that, and they and now next season, it's it will be very interesting to see should they make it uh, that they can actually can they deliver on that because in the Europa League they have, um, and in the Serie A they have. They've they demolished Juventus at home. They've demolished Inter at home. They've demo- I mean, they've beaten so many teams good teams at home so i think that we i think they they will they will definitely be they should be able to make it from the you know to 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 fight for one of the two places in the champions league to go through from the group i think so i i really believe in them but but that depends also on the summer i mean can can percassi and 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 atalanta hang on to their best players uh i think they can i mean who if you can offer champions league football why would you want to leave yeah exactly uh, i agree nima uh, i think Absolutely right, Atalanta off at your peril. They've just proven, since Gasparini has arrived, they've just continued to prove people wrong time and time again. I mean, they qualified for the Europa League and they um, ended up in a group with Everton and Lyon uh, and everybody, I can't remember who else it was, but everybody said that they would 
finish bottom of that group. And actually they beat all those teams and finished top of that group. So there's no point in, in writing them off because they, um, I think the way that Gasparini approaches um, his coaching is to not set any kind of mental limits for his players that they, they believe in absolutely everything. They believe that they can go, um, you know, to the moon. There's no nothing that's ever going to stop them from achieving what they want to achieve. And and that um, he spoke about it earlier this week that um, that um, mentality is really their strongest asset. That they don't think, oh well, you know, we might not be able to beat such a team. They just go for it and. You know, the similarities with Ajax are definitely there because they have that same kind of belief. Um, we've seen what Ajax can do um, in the Champions League. I mean, I guess Atalanta probably haven't got uh, quite as good a squad as Ajax, but still, you know, I don't think they'll be as bad as people might think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to crash out straight away. Um, and when you think about it, really, in Serie A this season, everybody from... Juventus down as kind of, with the exception of Atalanta, is kind of not lived up to expectations. I mean, even Juve, they've won the league, but they've not really played very well. Um, the other teams have keep making a mess of everything. Napoli haven't been as good as they, they were before. Um, and Atalanta are the only team there that have overachieved and that have done more than people expected them to do. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think there's any point in writing them off. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I would actually be curious to see what they could potentially do with Champions League football in the summer because, as as, as you mentioned, Ima, I mean, they will be um, – I mean, especially if they keep Gasparini, I think they will be an interesting defini- uh, uh, destination for a lot of players. Um, but obviously – yeah, so I wanted to bring that up. So there's that caveat as well. I mean – He's being heavily linked to Roma, heavily, heavily linked. He's being linked to Milan. I, I mean, I just think it would be absolutely crazy for him to leave Atalanta and go to either Roma or Milan after having carried Atalanta into the Champions League just to prove, because I don't know about you guys, but to me it almost feels like he's trying to prove the point that he is a, a big club manager Um it almost just feels like he's not doing it to because the, because it would make sense. It just feels like he's doing it to prove a point. Agreed, agreed. And I think it would be a huge mistake for him to do that. I think he's uh, he's. I mean, he's he's 61 years old. Um, this Atalanta side that he took over, um, you know, they was basically trying not to avoid a relegation, and he's finished fourth, seventh, and now has a chance to finish third and to win a title. Which is, I mean, just listen. I mean, that is amazing. Um, but so no, I I don't think he will leave. Um, I think if he were to make it, and if Percassi was to give him the guarantees, the owner, that you know we're not we're not going to sell you, uh, we're not going to sell your star players. Zapata staying, uh, Ilicic is staying, Alejandro Gomez is staying, Mancini is staying. All these you know Derun, Hatebur, all these players that he likes and he wants to keep. I think, I mean, for one season, for those players, they're pretty young, except for uh, Zapata, who's 27, um, and, and Ilicic and Gomez, who I think anyway wouldn't want to leave because I think they're past that stage of playing for the Juventuses and Inters and Milan. I think they're they're in the stage of their careers now where they 
just want to be happy. Um, I, I'd be very surprised if they left. Um, so I, I think that for for all of the all of the for all those players and for Gasparini, one more. You know, it's you know since he's proven for the third season in a row that Atalanta, that he's to the, his Atalanta are 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 one of the best teams in the Serie A. I think the, you know therefore he can afford to play to go one more season with Atalanta and for those players as well. I mean, show yourself with Atalanta in the Champions League. I mean, what, what player wouldn't want that? Now, looking at this from the other point of view, Chloe, what do you think this means for Milan and Roma? Um, because it looks like both of them are likely to miss out on the Champions League. From a Roma standpoint, I mean, we've already seen it. We'll get into it briefly here, but we've already seen the club not offer Daniele De Rossi a contract. I mean, what do you think in terms of big picture that this will mean for both of the clubs? Because undoubtedly, coming into the season, I don't think you would have met anyone from a Milan or a Roma standpoint who would have even entertained the thought that they wouldn't qualify for Champions League. Well, no, I mean, certainly not Roma. Milan um, haven't been there for a little while. So, um, you know, perhaps the expectation was not so, uh, not as great from them, but um, I think uh, uh, clubs those size they 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 obviously need the Champions League. They need it to survive. They need uh, the income that it generates. Um, and it just, I think, if Atalanta do get it, I think it is should be a massive wake up call to um, these big clubs in Serie A who are just not not modernising to a, a sufficient level. I mean. You know, Atalanta are ahead. They may be a small provincial club, but they are ahead in terms of they now own their own stadium. They're redeveloping it. They're going to um, have the income from that when it's ready. Uh, they have a, already have a good youth system. Um, they're set up sensibly and sustainably. And, you know, other Serie A clubs need need to catch up with that they you know the teams like Atalanta are going to end up overtaking the traditional bigger clubs if they are quicker to get themselves sorted out and and they you just they're just stuck in this old-fashioned way um and and they're relying on Champions League football but they haven't anymore got the infrastructure to keep that going year in year out and and I think they need to to realize that and, and quickly um, I mean obviously Roma's season has been a complete disaster this year to, due to a number of factors and um, it, it needs it just needs rectifying and and the whole of the league will benefit as a result I mean if anybody any other big team had got their house in order this season. Juventus were there for the taking, but nobody was up for it. Mm. No, and not only that, the Champions League places, two of them were up for the taking. Even second spot was was, was there for the taking. Because um, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was, you know, Juventus were fantastic, but Napoli, Inter, I mean, last season, finishing fourth, you, had, you know, the fourth and fifth Lazio, 72 points. This season, third is 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 you know the 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 the, the team that finishes third uh, can can reach maximum seventy two points. That's really poor. That that just goes to show that they've been regressing the big teams, um, whilst a team like Atalanta has just you know uh, has has taken 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 in a lot of the uh, the distance they had ahead of them. 
Yeah, it's been really, really messy for the all the teams that we thought, other than Napoli, who would be the contenders this season. It's been very, very strange. So to go back to something that we brought up or that I brought up just a minute ago, Roma announced that Daniele De Rossi would not be handed a new contract as a player. They offered him a, pos- uh, a position in a directorial role. What did you two think of that? I Listen, I wasn't surprised. When it comes to situations like this, I mean, we see uh, Juve still get stick for the way they handled Del Piero. Roma still get stick for the way they handled Totti. In my opinion, there's no right way to go about having a club icon leave the club. I, I, I just think the club is always in a losing position. But in this instance, oh, my God, I don't think they could have handled it any worse. It's not even necessarily the decision they made. It's how they it's how they went about doing it. I mean, disastrous in my I, opinion. I just couldn't believe it. I just absolutely. I, I heard the news and I, I, I tweeted. I actually tweeted that um, about it when I'd seen it and just assumed that he decided to retire because um, I couldn't see any reason why Roma wouldn't offer him a new contract like I know he's been quite injury prone but um he's when he has performed to me he's been one of the best players uh, on the pitch and at a time of such turbulence and such um struggle they need to me a player like De Rossi who is a talisman for the team and who can unite the players and you know Aside from the ridiculous way, like you say, John, it was handled. I just, I just couldn't believe the decision in general. I'm, I'm really annoyed because the Serie A used to be known, or Italy used to be known for how they treat their heroes with respect and, 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 and how they revered their heroes of the past and how you, you know, that was one of the things that the Serie A was known for. But in, I mean, look at the few at the past few years, the way Inter handled Cambiasso not nice. Del Piero at Juventus, not nice. Totti, the way uh, when when um, uh, Maldini was given his send-off and, and the Curva Sud's behavior towards him, this is this is a change. This is not how it used to be in Italy. And this is a this is a change I don't particularly like because I, I really, one aspect of Italian football and culture that I really liked was the way in which the old heroes were treated with respect. And they're not anymore. And, and I find it really bothering, bothersome. I really do. Yeah, for me, I've been, I mean, anybody who has read or listened to me, followed me on Twitter, I've been very, very critical of Derossi on the pitch. <laughs> I, I think he's been far off his best for a number of years now. Um, and listen, I, I, I feel like people can't make the distinction that you can like a player as a person, as an icon, but still be able to be critical of their performance on the pitch. It doesn't make you less of a supporter or less of a, a nice person. I, I mean, it, it's sport. I, I, it's astonishing that I even have to spell that out. But um, I actually thought that this upcoming season, because Roma are going to undergo a massive revolution. They're going to get Petraki as a new sporting director. They're going to have a new manager. Um, they're going to have a massive restructuring of the roster. I thought his presence not even – on the pitch, I thought off the pitch would probably mean more than him actually being on the field. I thought he would be an added value during this time of transition. And for him to basically find out with two matches left on Monday of this week that they won't be extending him a contract, I think is 
so distasteful, so disrespectful. I, I, I'm, I'm still coming to, the, to terms with it because, again, you could make the case, and maybe to an extent I agree, that this is the right decision. You could absolutely unequivocally make that case. But it's not even about the decision anymore. It's how they got to this decision and the actions that led them to it. I, I just, it makes no sense to me. I think it's terrible. Absolutely terrible, as you said, Nima. Unnecessary. It was an unnecessary. It was so poorly handled, and it was so unnecessary the way it was handled. There was no need for that at all, uh, for them to handle it in this poor fashion. And I, I, I just, I, it, it's heartbreaking because Daniele De Rossi is a, you know, he's a dying breed. You know, the the, the bandieras, the the last uh, bandieras of Italian football. And I, I just didn't like how this was handled. And, and and you could tell that he was really annoyed because when he was asked, you know, will you stay in Italy? He said, we'll see. That should not, you know, Daniele De Rossi should only, he's a one-man club, he should only ever play for Roma. And now there's rumors that Conte, who loves him, wants to bring him to Inter, which would be, it, it's it's sacrilege. I think it's, ba- it's a bad deal for Inter. Um, it's it's a it's not a good look for 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 De Rossi. It's it's definitely a a finger in the eye, you know, to 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 the Roma directors. It's just I don't like it at all. I really don't like it at all. This I don't think that will happen. I'm I'm I I would venture to say almost 100% he will go abroad. I think he he's always spoken about his love for uh, Boca yeah. in Argentina. That wouldn't surprise me at all. That would be I think awesome. That would be so that would cool. Be that awesome. would be so cool. I would love that would be so to see cool. that. Um, I very oh, that ra- awesome. I can count on one hand the number of shirts I have. I would buy that shirt in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, that would yeah. Be cool. I, I mean, I think it's an absolute travesty that that he's going to continue playing wearing another shirt. Um, and listen, I've when I was living in Rome. Um, 2011, 2012, I, I mean, after they lost that Scudetto the following season with Ranieri, I mean, I, there were some very odd press conferences. I mean, him shouting at media members why he's being asked about the formation he plays. It's still on YouTube. It's a very good one. He's just screaming at press, at, at journalists and press members because he was asked why he wouldn't change formation. Um, that one yesterday with the new CEO, Guido Fienga, where De Rossi is more or less railing against him, the club, Palotta, and he's just sitting there. I, I I wasn't there, but I was uncomfortable. And again, I've seen a lot of awkward press conferences sitting there. Uh, what, what does that say about how Roma is run? I mean, to me, this isn't even about De Rossi anymore. This is about a dysfunctional club. Yeah, it's very dysfunctional, and I, and and I think we, we this season is a testimony to that, as as it, everything has just simply gone pear shaped. I mean, it's been a completely it, it's capsized. The entire project has capsized in a way that no one could foresee or even think possible at this high level. And and I wonder how much of that can be blamed at Palotta himself. I mean, sure, you can say that okay, Monchi, uh, you know, Monchi, you know, didn't work out, and the way he left you, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but. But at the end of the day, I can't remember a club capsizing like this before in, in this manner within six months of everything going, you know, it literally the wheels and the steering and everything came off at Roma this season. And it's really, really, really weird, really, really strange and weird to see. Now, OK, Petraki, I think that's a brilliant uh, appointment. I, I rate him highly. 
as a sporting director. Um, it'll be really interesting to see who they bring in. If they bring in, for example, Matsari, I will die from laughter uh, because, uh, I mean, just just the idea of of um, Walter Mazzari in, in in Rome. I mean, he could handle the pressure because he could handle it in, in Napoli. So why wouldn't you know Naples is much crazier than than Rome? But but at the same time, it, it just I I just don't see him playing the football that Roma wants to play. Gasperini does. Uh, but then again, I mean, if Petracchi has worked harmoniously now for a season and a half with Mazzari, why not? You got to, you know, you, you got to go all the way. You got, you, you know, you can't just do things half-assed. I think that is something that Roma has to learn from this season is that no more half-assed solutions. Go all the way and, and put in a structure and, and keep, you know, go in there for the long run and not just for, the, you know, don't do it half-assed. Just do it 100%. Um Chloe, speaking of things half-assed, um, before we get to Conte, um, maybe discussing and debating more who the next manager of Roma should be, what is happening to your Fiorentina? Well, I was just going to say that actually what's happening to Fiorentina right now should serve as a warning to Roma if they're going to completely dismantle the team and completely get rid of anybody long standing at the club because that's what happened at Fiorentina two years ago and um the the only the only person really that was left was Federico Chiesa who was a young player who'd hardly been in the first team for uh, I think he'd only been the first team a year and all the long-standing players like Borca Valero and Gonzalo Rodriguez, they were all cast out and they started a new project, as we know, with all the youngsters. And it just, it simply has not worked. It, it's not worked. And I don't think you can just, you need some continuity, even if it's one player that has been there a long time. You, it's It's very, very hard to just start completely from scratch and um, the the glue that binds them together is it, it might hold for a little while but in the end it's going to come apart and obviously Fiorentina is a different scenario in a way because of what happened with our story but I think this season um, Pioli needed to go there's no question about that and um, obviously again the way that was handled was awful um, and Montella has come in and I think what has happened is that Pioli was that glue that was holding those players together because they were young, because they um, suffered a terrible uh, and shocking amount of grief. And I think when he's gone, it's just all fallen apart. There are too many mediocre players. Um, they, they just... They've just, I mean, the fact that they could still mathematically be relegated is literally ridiculous. Um, and it's going to have to take another whole rebuild in the summer, uh, two years later after the first one. And it is just, it, it's beyond belief, really. I mean, I think Montella can do well, but he's going to need a completely new team. I'm so upset with what what the De La Valle brothers are doing with Fiorentina. They this is this is you know either 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 pay an interest and 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 invest or you know take care of Fiorentina or sell because this is becoming farcical. I mean, not even during the the days of the crazy Cecchigori was it this bad. I mean, sure you know he, that thing failed because of his financial dealings, but at least he didn't he didn't not care if you know. Oh, that's a great <laughs> story. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on that family. That's <laughs> yeah, a, I mean that yeah, is. Yeah, we could. Um, 
I mean, for the city, uh, <laughs> yeah, for is. us old old folks in the city, uh, I mean, that is a uh, yeah. Um, if you're if you're newer was, to the city, a, I recommend there. googling that. There has to be some good pieces on that, as Chloe can attest. I oh, mean, yeah. if you want to talk about just crazy, 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 um, the history <laughs> of mad owners in city, uh, this isn't a recent trend. Chicken I mean, this, this has yeah. this has strong historical ties. Yeah, Chucky Gori was was, but at least he cared. You know what I mean? Like, it 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 wasn't like it's not like the De La Valle brothers who doesn't they don't seem to care about Fiorentina, and they only seem to to pretend to care as soon as it's going well. But the reason it's going hadn't been going well is when Pradea did an excellent job there, or when you had Corvino who's done an excellent job there. Um, it's not. It's, it's despite them, not not because of them. And now the fans are finally are, have finally had enough, and they're 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 protesting. And 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 it's good to see because Fiorentina is a is is a, is a is a classic Serie A team. This is a team that should be in the top seven, top six, top five, you know, maybe even top four, for fighting for a Champions League when when things are really really going right. And and they can't because they have an they have two owners that just don't care. Um, and and it's it's a tragedy and, and it's it's unworthy of uh, Florence, a beautiful city of Florence, which I love, and, and Fiorentina. Chloe, I mean, what what do you think? I mean, do you think they will ultimately sell? Um, I mean, we saw in the last forty eight hours, uh, Preziosi put Genoa up for sale. I have, <laughs> I feel like that's the ninetieth time that's happened, so I have doubts as to yeah, what, I was gonna as say. to whether or not that that'll actually happen, but. <laughs> The only place he hasn't put them for sale on is Amazon. I think. <laughs> that's, that's the only place that Genoa has not been. Yeah, up for I sale. mean, I'm pretty sure if you go to eBay now, you might be able to. Yeah, definitely. To to, definitely. to get a good deal on Genoa. Um, but 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 seriously, Chloe, I, I mean, what do you think they do? Um, I mean, we've seen rumors of them. Uh, we've seen rumors of even Roma selling to uh, uh, the, the same owners as PSG. Obviously, we just said Genoa. Um, do you think it's time for them to sell, or the right thing to do? Yeah, would be to yeah, sell? absolutely. But well, I don't think I don't think they have uh, intention of selling. I think um, <laughs> it's 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 almost comical if you read interviews with them. Um, they are so good at pointing the finger at everybody else. It it's it's never their fault. It's it's mm. always because of somebody else, and they are just happy to use um Fiorentina as a as a vehicle of sort of self promotion because they have their shoe brand as well um and they they like you know they keep going back to 2002 and like well yeah we we saved the club and well yeah they did but it's 2019 now and <laughs> you can't just keep going back to well aren't you grateful we saved the club well yeah, at the time, but it's time to move forward and they're not willing to move forward. And then somebody will say something and insult them and they'll, you know, in a hissy fit, they'll say, right, well, the club's for sale. And they, they did this, uh, I don't know if it was last summer or the one before. And then um, they put it on the market for a ridiculously elevated price. And of course, no one comes forward. And they're like, see, see, nobody wants to buy Fiorentina. And it, it, honestly, they, they twist everything to, to suit their own agenda and get, I think getting them out is going to be really difficult I, you know. but what I don't understand is what the hell do they want 
I, I think they they um, the theory is in Florence that that Fiorentina is a um, a way of advertising and and promoting their other business interests that you know you look at Fiorentino or who are the owners or who are they yeah they own Todd Shoes as well and um that that's the theory because what else can it be they're not interested in making a success in the club like Montella was sacked the first time for daring to ask for a little bit more money when they were on the brink of breaking into the Champions League places I mean yeah I remember that's, that. that's yeah. a no-brainer you know they just needed to spend a little bit more to then get a massive financial return from Champions League football. And they, they sacked him because, you know, how yeah. dare you? Well, we won't talk about that season because they should have got the Champions League place. But um, we can do an entire episode on what happened yeah. in regards to that because anybody who remembers um, – I'll, okay, I'll, I'll pull a Mourinho. If I speak, I'll be in big trouble. So I'll just be quiet on that. But um, – <laughs> So, so going back uh, to Nima, your side, Inter, it looks like they are on the verge, and I sort of wanted to make a dual subject of this. So it looks like they're on, on the verge of Conte. Yeah. And then today we have Juve meeting with Allegri, and what looked like a certainty now for some reason, and I don't know why, almost looks like a question mark as to whether or not he will remain there. So what do you two think about those respective moves if if Conte were to go to Inter and then if Allegri were to leave Juve what what would you make of that um because I I, I think for the former obviously a, a sensational appointment I don't know how you make it work with financial fair play and the the contract to Spalletti but okay well, um and and then I, th- I think Allegri leaving Juve I, I think would just be preposterous well, I, I can understand if, uh, I mean, after when you've been at a club five years, during which you've won four doubles, uh, and, you know, if you look, if you remember the way he lost his rag against the Inter um, after the, 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 the press conference, uh, the, 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 with Sky, with Adani, I mean, that is not how a club, how a coach has won five Scudettos in a row should react. It's clear that he feels rattled, that he's angry, he feels unappreciated. Um, I think I, I don't think it's just about him asking, you know, uh, you know these rumours that from France uh, that, that are saying that uh, PSG have approached him to offer him 12 million euros net per season, making him probably the best paid coach in the world. But uh, I, I personally think that he should leave. If I were him, I would leave. And I think if, if a PSG were to come and offer you that project, I would. I think he would be the ideal coach for that because Allegri is not an ideologue. Uh, he's not like Sarri. He's not like Klopp or Guardiola. He's not an ideologue. He's a, he's a very pragmatic coach. He takes a bunch of players and gets them to produce the best he can from what he's got to work with. Um, so in my opinion, I think that uh, Allegri would be smart if he left because I think he's got absolutely no- nothing to prove unless he wins the Champions League they will you know he won't get the recognition that that he thinks he deserves and which I think he should get um, so so that's that but but the, having said that you need to have a, an alternative uh, for Juventus and who would that be there's no one out there um, Mourinho <laughs> no uh, for obvious reasons. Um, Zidane is at Real Madrid and he's rebuilding them. 
Um, Guardiola is at Man City. Uh, okay, mm. you know, there's this rumor. What about that... Pochettino at Spurs? Yeah, but I, I just don't think, I don't see him as a Juve manager. I, I, I don't think he's won enough. You know, Juve... You know, they, 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 they bring in either you know, they, they bring winners and, and he doesn't you know Pochettino's done an excellent job with, with Spurs no doubt about it but I just don't see him uh, nah not as Allegri's replacement if anything it's Guardiola there's no doubt about that they want Guardiola and I think that he will go there at some point uh, his next job after City will be Juventus uh, I'm 100% certain of that uh, it's just a question of when um, and the issue is well you know, there's been this rumor that, well, if Guardiola now wins, you know, writes Premier League English football history by being the first coach to win the domestic treble. Uh, he's been there three, four years. Uh, if City get barred and banned from playing in the Champions League, will he want to leave? Um, you know, so, so there's a lot, of, a lot of that going in the air. But I, I think at the end of the day, when all the all of the dust settles, I think Guardiola will stay at City. And I think this is why... Um, Allegri will will end up staying at Juventus as well uh, for one more year or one or one two yeah one more season. I don't I don't think they'll extend his contract, uh, and I don't think he will want to either. Um, but but in terms of Inter, uh, I mean, it's clear that it's Conte. I mean, Inter have decided that they want to go down that route. Marotta is, is it's clear that he has decided, despite his his um, his acting on on Sunday uh, on Monday Monday night where he was talking about how you know these rumors about Spalletti getting sacked uh, they they cause a lot of turbulence they don't destabilize us um, they they cause a lot of turbulence uh, and then Spalletti <laughs> goes out after the match as he always does <laughs> which is the exact reason why he's getting sacked and loses his marbles and says that no it's not just turbulence it's destabilization you've been attacking us for the past nine years and you know goes off from one of his spalletti rants where he kind of in you know he implied that he wanted to smack a reporter if you've got a problem come to me and i'll sort you out uh, you know you're looking a bit you know your face looking a bit pale and your nose looking a bit haggard you know he went on one of his you know rants and and, and this follows him making an absurd uh, allocation. You know, this follows a, a weekend where he, during the press conference, when he was asked about the Conte rumors, made some sort of absurd <laughs> uh, reference to a Robert Redford movie, The Man Who, The Horse Whisperer, um, which, which absolutely no one understood at the time. And the, everyone had to contact the club to understand what he was doing. What, what was Robert yeah, Redford? Yeah, I, I listen, um, <laughs> I... I Maybe I can speak on behalf of the Italians. I, I don't think there's many Robert Redford fans amongst us. No, but I mean, the thing is, I don't think there's a lot of people who understand what Spalletti says in any language, to be honest. But um, he, he did make that, you know, he, he started talking about the, you know, the horse whisperer without saying that. He was talking about Robert Redford um, and, and, and no one understood that. And that, you know, the, the, you know the, he's clearly lost the plot. This is, this is Spalletti. I can't remember Spalletti ever losing it like this. But at the same time, I, you know. You Wait have, a minute. Wait a minute. I, you know, what? Like this, like this. I mean, he's talking in tongues. <laughs> Chloe, so. come on. He's Chloe, talking in tongues. Now. <laughs> you know. I think I think Nima, you've just had a, a, a revelatory moment and enlightenment, and, <laughs> and, and you've you've seen it, and now you can't unsee it. 
But when did he, when did he make these absurd like when did he last threaten to beat punch a, a, a reporter in the face at Roma? When did he when did he talk about talking tongues, making Hollywood references that no one understood? Um, when when did he? I mean, he's 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 just I think he's really under pressure because he feels he feels unfairly treated, and and in a way I can kind of understand that. But he did because he did defend Inter and he did do something good that no one else has done for the past decade since Leonardo was there and that is get Inter to two Champions Leagues and he should be he should be you know treated with more respect he thinks but one thing he this man fails to understand is that he this there would not be a discussion about his 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 coaching position at Inter if he had not been so stubborn and confrontational in the way that he has taken on Icardi, the way that he's taken on Marotta, the way that he's taken on everyone and everything under the sun for no apparent reason. You know, he's basically waged war on everything and everyone for no reason. Um, and, 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 and that's why... That happened at Roma, though. I mean, he yeah. did the same thing with Totti, the supporters. But the Totti situation, let's be honest... It wasn't that a little bit Palotta as well. I mean, the way they handled that was not, you know. Well, I, I think everybody had a had a part in that situation. But I think, as Chloe has mentioned before, I, I think to understand him, you have to come to terms before you even <laughs> read or understand what he's trying to say, that he is crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's nuts. Like he's the, nuts. He's nuts. I know. He's the <laughs> weird avant-garde guy who just says the weirdest things, and he thinks he's saying something very smart that you don't understand. But you're, <laughs> you're just sitting there with a puzzled look on your face. You're like, no, what? That, that was just really dumb. That, but would that it, wouldn't, no it, wouldn't it be actually. absolutely hilarious? And I think that this, I wouldn't, you know, I really wouldn't put this beyond past if it were to happen oh, no. I, mean, I know where you're going no no not, so. not not going back to roma no 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 but no no never never no no uh, i i don't think he wants to and i don't think that, that that would be good for anyone uh no i i honestly think that he would a part of me says that if allegri were to you know just take the money and go off to paris and and they don't get pep they don't get pochettino they don't get klopp spalletti was a candidate for juventus let's not you know let's not oh, forget i don't that. think they've caught within there i think they're too oh, they're no. too corporate aren't they they're too clean they don't want somebody who's shooting the mouth off with random things every week surely not no i i don't i'm not saying he will but i'm saying that if it wouldn't surprise me because if we're talking from a footballing wise as a football tactician he's very very good you know, he's one of the best in Italy, the way he's de- he develops players and the way that he gets the best out of players and, and players that have underperformed before, you know, raise their level. He's done that at every single club he's been at. So that would work. But, but you know, the fact that he is a raving lunatic would maybe be a problem. <laughs> he's a, pl- a positives com- yeah. co- column and a negative. He's absolutely crazy. <laughs> Well, Chloe, you laugh, but I'm telling you, he will be at Fiorentina oh, no, within no, the next no, five no. to six years. I mean, the I guy know. spends uh, 75% of his time in Florence. He has a restaurant there. I, I've mentioned it before, but a very good one. He's go- he's going. So, so <laughs> Chloe, we've all had the experience, and I you you already go into it with the forewarnings that he's crazy. But I'm 
I just know it's going to happen. So what you're saying is it's now my turn. Yeah. I, I mean, we've all had our fill. <laughs> um, you're certainly next. I, I mean, to, honestly, I, I think oh. it seems... And he's a keen bicycle. He likes to bicycle, apparently, in a suit. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I, I honestly think. I honestly and think. Florence is a nice city to go bicycling. Be, it, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, or why doesn't he quit football and have a nice, relaxed life in Florence and save himself all that anguish? <laughs> because. He's just getting himself. Can you imagine up, the man, madness think... of him going up against the Della Valle brothers? I mean, if he were. Oh, oh my oh God. My be, God. Oh it, would no. be, it would be war every single it day. Would. <laughs> I, um... So, one of the last topics I wanted to bring up one of our favorites, the relegation battle. My, oh, my. I, um, I, so, Kievo, wow. gone. <laughs> <laughs> Frozenone gone. Empoli are at 35. Genoa are at 36. Udinese at 37. Parma 38. And I'll stop it there because I don't want to upset you, Chloe. Um, yeah, I know. So between 15 and 18, we have three points with two match days left. Listen, the last time we were here, it looked like Empoli were a 100% certainty, and they have railed off two victories in a row, and they have actually made this a battle now, a genuine battle. It looks set in stone that they were done. Um, but, what are you guys hoping for? What do you think happens? I mean, Empoli have a Torino who are chasing Europe, European football, uh, and, and then they have Inter yeah, uh, away at the in the last game, um, and and they they just I just don't see them taking six points from those from those from those two matches. I, I don't I, even if they take four points, I don't think it'll be enough because Genoa are playing a Cagliari at home this weekend, which which you know and away to Fiorentina. Yeah, and and you know and and yeah. Parma are playing Fiorentina this uh, this. Um, this uh, this weekend, and Parma and Fiorentina literally need just one point. That match, if you're gonna bet, I mean, bet everything you have on a draw because Parma yeah. and Fiorentina will end in a draw. They both need one, you know, they both need a draw to to be certain. Or Fiorentina needs it, and Parma won't. You don't really need to win. Um, so no, I you know I, I just don't see it. I, I think you know you I've been you know you guys know you both of you know how excited I've been about this relegation race because I can't remember the last time where it's had been so so many you know top you know turns uh, so many you know different uh, ter you know dramatic uh, changes in in, in 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 how the narrative has been going has been being played. But I just don't see Empoli. I think they'll they can they can beat Inter away. Of course they can because Inter are crazy and anything can happen. But I don't see them beating Torino. I really don't. I, I honestly don't see them doing that. No, yeah. I don't think so Can we either. do a very brief moment of appreciation for Miha at Bologna? Uh, one loss I was just gonna in the say last the same five. Thing. Well, well, go ahead. One loss in the last five matches, three victories in their last five. Sensational. I We, we can't say enough about him. Yeah. It's, it's like... Um, it's, it's like Champions League form. It, he, he's just taken them from what looked like certain relegation and totally transformed them. I saw a tweet, I think, from Bologna's official account that said in the last six home matches, they've got six wins out of six. Um, they've scored 17 goals and conceded just three. And, and 
that's it's just incredible. You know, if you said to me a few weeks ago that Bologna would be sitting on the same points as Fiorentina after 36 games, I would think you were Spalletti, <laughs> to be honest. Um, no, it's it's truly remarkable, and it's I think this is where he should be. I, I think Bologna is, is Sampdoria. You know, those clubs are are the level at where he should be because. He 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 gets him to work. He gets it to work. I think when he's at a Milan or a bigger club, I don't I don't think he has what it takes to work at those um, bigger clubs. Uh, I really don't. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I I really couldn't agree more. I mean, sorry. So this is just going back to Gasparini. I, yeah. I mean, I feel like we talk a lot on here about a manager having the self awareness to understand what their level is. Um, we've seen Mazzari sort of realize that now. Um, I feel like that's what Miha needs to realize now. You know, this is the perfect <laughs> spot for him. If he had been given the full season, I mean, my God, could you imagine where they are? I mean, Chloe, you just mentioned Champions League for him. I mean, they could be up there with Torino. Yeah, they really could. But then again, yeah. you know, what you said requires Sinisa Mihailovic to have a balanced perception of his own ego. <laughs> and that is, that, that's about as likely as happening as pigs flying and, you know, evading <laughs> pigs. Because that man is, you know, he's crazy, but in a different way. Uh, he, he thinks his ego is is you know galactic uh so no he will never ever uh think that he's not one of the best uh ever uh he, that, that's just not who he is um and that's quite kind of part of the charm with him a little bit as well this 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 you know part of the the the, the craziness that surrounds me huh? but I'm, I'm glad to have him back in the city i'm really happy to have him back in the city and i'm glad that he made it good and i really like bologna i really you know that it's it's a classic city club now with their new stadium that they're going to build, which they'll own, as you were talking about the importance of that earlier, um, um, Chloe, you know, I I, I, I I, really want them to stay up. Um, and, you know, the same thing with Udinese and, and, and Parma and, and Genoa. I, I really like those teams. I, I, you know, with all due respect to, to, to Empoli, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm grateful for them having made this relegation battle so interesting until the very end. But, you know, given the teams that are coming up in the Serie B, I I just think that you know Empoli should you know go go just go quietly into that night. <laughs> As we say, where I live near Manchester, they should do one. They should do one. They should do one. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to. Well, other than the the relegation battle, which is a thrilling subject, Nima's favorite. Yeah. Um, I wanted to briefly discuss. Um, the incident with Moise Keane, Cagliari not getting fined. I mean, Jesus. Um, how many times is it now where the City A has their eyes on them after a disgraceful episode and they have a chance to put things right and they just bottle it? I mean, we could, I mean, we could write a book on how many times they've done this. I, I, it's so embarrassing. It's so disgraceful. They don't care. I think this, I'm, I'm, I'm in a way, um, they once again just proved every one of us right, didn't they? They just showed all every single one of us right that they, they don't care. The problem with racism in Italy, as a, as a society, you know, as as a society, this this is what's wrong with Italian society. 
it's the same people in charge and as long as they are in charge nothing will change italians aren't more more racist than anyone else they're not more you know xenophobic than anyone else the difference is that in other countries there are consequences for these actions and italy is the country where nobody wants to rock the boat it's got nothing to do with institu- you know with racism as such this is about rocking the boat and nobody wants to rock the boat because everyone everyone who's in power in that boat are very sitting very comfortably in that boat and and therefore italy has become you know this country the the the, the intergalactic champions of of sweeping crap under the rug uh, the problem now is that there's so much crap under that rug that is literally the rug is turned into a mountain of crap and 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 it's not holding it back anymore and and this is you know this is the problem they they once again they just proved that the people in charge shouldn't be in charge it's just that simple and it's disgraceful like you said i mean there's nothing to add to that i mean the, the reason given that it was you know in the context or whatever they said it was just oh, it made me want to spew it was disgusting it was basically saying that that they were they were excusing the behavior uh, in the context, there's no context for monkey chance against a black player. Are you stupid? I mean, what are you talking about, you idiots? Like, you know, they, they, it's, it's just. But that's that's the that's the length that they're willing to go to preserve their own power. It's just that simple. Chloe, what did you think of it? I know, because I, I see you on Twitter, Chloe. Um, this is something that we all have to battle against when we write about City. Uh, I mean. For those who don't watch the league on a consistent basis, I mean, I know you you hear it, you see it, Nima, you as well. I get it too. It's, oh, it's racist fans. It's a racist league. And it's episodes like this that sort of just reinforce that stereotype. It, it does. And, and, you know, making one sweeping statement about uh, another problem of making sweeping statements um, is, is not a helpful thing that it, it, we've got to try and understand what's causing the problem. And um, mm. I think as, you know, um, English-speaking writers about Italian football, it's up to all of us to try and make a noise about it so that, you know, somehow the pressure builds um, on the Italian authorities to try and, um, you know, stop them from like Nima says, just sweeping it under the carpet, like nothing to see here. You know, they they deliberately waited until the furore around what happened to Moises Keane it, it died down. Exactly. Uh, and then sort so of... So cynical. Just so cynical. Yeah. So cynical. So cynical. I found it so interesting. They tried to bury yeah. this story. Um, if you looked at the yeah. way in which it... With the normal yeah, I, I mean, the manner in which it was announced... This this is what I refer to as the Italian okie doke. You know, everyone just you know, every everything you know. Let let odds make, become evens, and let you know. Look, you know, let's just you know, you got a little bit of a penalty there, and you get a little bit of a penalty there, and we will just call it quits, and everyone's happy. You know, th- th- this this notion of not changing anything and not rocking the boat. Uh, that that's what this is. Uh, it's the, it's the classic cut case of the Italian okie doke, and. It's 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 just not work. It doesn't work in the modern age, and this is something that is holding Italy back as a country. This isn't just about football. This is about this is a this is a societal problem in all of Italy. Mm. Uh, this this notion yeah. that nothing gets done. 
nothing gets changed. And the way that they wait for everything to die down and then they release something when they think no one's looking. Um, it's so, it's absurd, but that's how it works over there. Yeah, very absurd. So before we go, Palermo, oh. what the hell is happening? The Serie B, I mean, what's happening to the Serie B? I mean, I love that <laughs> league and I love watching it, but it's basically, I mean, they're not even, I don't think they're even going to play the Serie B for the next four or five years because everyone's, you know, first of all, this season, you know, they were 19. They played with one less yeah, team. Yeah, they played with 19 teams due to one of these situations because Bari, I think, was was thrown out. And now... Two days before the playoffs begin, you just kick Palermo out. I mean, this is this is becoming absurd now. They, you know, the, the Serie B is really becoming a Mickey. It's really a Mickey Mouse league now. It's being run by again a bunch of incompetent idiots who want to preserve their own power. And when people, you know, when somebody makes a complaint and they no longer can sweep it under the rug, then they just make these absurd nonsensical lashing out and 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 punishing someone on the spot which which pisses that person off and that that party off to no end because they feel singled out and then they you know then then they try to point the finger at someone else and if they make too much noise and it becomes too big of a turd to sweep under that under the rug then they then they lash out and kick that one out and it goes the tombola keeps on spinning it's it's just absurd it's 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 so sad because it's a really really nice league it's a league that has produced so much, you know, that in recent years alone, it produces so much good talent, uh, produces such interesting football that, that has such interesting ownership and sporting directorship uh, partnerships that, that, that actually come to the Serie A later. I, I, I just find it, it's heartbreaking because I, I love that league and, and I, I just, it just saddens me. They clearly need more stringent rules. Mm. I mean, mm. you know, the, the fact that this is um, allowed to get to this point where clubs are in such a mess um it it just makes you think that a lot of these owners are allowed to just do what they want and and the people who really lose out are the fans that are you know they're going to watch their team every week and they they put everything into it and then all of a sudden uh somebody who's very careless um with something so precious is is just allowed to you know um make make it just a mess and and that that shouldn't that shouldn't be it shouldn't be happening in um, second tier football, you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I listen. I feel like more so in in Italy more than any other country. I mean, it feels like every other week we're reading about some historic club that it just goes under, and it's astonishing to me. Chloe, you just mentioned it. I, I mean, the lack of parameters in place to to weed out these bad apple presidents is just embarrassing um and then we have these 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 new owners that come and they're just they're 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 bigger schmucks than the guy before and it just turns into this merry-go-round of failed club after failed club and as you just said the ones who ultimately suffer are the fans i mean do, do it feels like centuries ago, but do we remember the absolute meme of a situation that Parma were in a few years ago? Yeah, I mean they they've done really well to recover in the way that they have, but what of, absolutely, yeah, I mean a lot of clubs don't though. Yeah, I mean they're in the one percent of the minority where they go under, they come back fairly quickly to the top. But I, I mean, just look at these. I mean. Nima, you just mentioned Bari. I mean, you want to talk about historic club? Yeah. 
it, absolutely embarrassing what happened to them. Yeah. It's embarrassing. But uh, what was the, what was that former referee's name who owned them? Uh, who was what was his name? He was the one who. Well, now they're owned by De La Rentis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, De La Rentis. But I mean, he's a stable owner. He's you know he's proved proven at Napoli that he's sure, a very stable sure. owner. So I'm actually happy about that. But one thing, yeah. one thing though, and I think you know if if Bari start doing really well and he gets tired of of napoli i think that's where he will go because i don't think the the pressure will be the same on him there as it is in naples but then again he makes a lot of good money in naples as well so we'll see what happens there but i mean did we expect did we did we expect zamparini to leave palermo in any other way than like this (laughs) it's burned to the ground there's scorched earth and then there's scorched to the earth's core and this is scorched to the earth's core now um and it's sad because i I want i was really looking forward to seeing palermo in the Serie A. I was really really looking forward to them we're going to leave it there we will be back next week i promise we will not have another 10 week delay in between episodes we will be back next week uh because we are winding down in the season here there's only two match days left um but there's still a lot to play for, as, as we've discussed. Champions League, Europa League, uh, relegation as well. So there's still a lot going on, even though there are only two match days left. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you can continue to leave us uh, a review, a like, subscription, whatever, all that good stuff, it really, really helps us. Um, and as always, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to listen. So until next time, take care, everybody. 